Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of How We Wrote the Book. My name is Yomi Adegake. And I'm Elizabeth Hubebenene. And today we're going to be talking about getting the ball rolling. Okay, so first things first, we're going to talk agents. Um, Essentially, why you need an agent and how to find one. So with how me and Elizabeth found our agent, it was kind of, to be honest, characteristically um, serendipitous. We didn't really sort of um, kind of go the traditional route because we didn't really know what the traditional routes of finding an agent were. So in the same way that when we were um, trying to write a book proposal, we essentially um, Googled it in terms of um, finding an agent it was pretty much the same process of there was a lot of sort of um, Googling and a lot of um, online stealthily searching for who could represent us. Um, A great piece of advice that we received was that if you are looking for somebody to represent you, it's very good to sort of look at, it's very good to look at books and authors that you admire and see who represents them and then try to essentially get in touch with those people or look for authors that represent um, works that are as similar as possible to yours in terms of genre in terms of kind of like how they read and then sort of have a look at who they're representing and get into contact with them twitter's an excellent space for connecting with agents and sort of reaching them directly you'll often see agents putting out um requests and sort of doing threads that sort of state what kind of writing they're looking for whether that be non-fiction fiction um romance crime thriller novels or whatever they tend to put out sort of um threads that outline where their interests lie and what they're looking for in terms of submissions and um, which can be very useful but this is all stuff that we pretty much found out after the fact so how we actually ended up getting our agent was because um a tweet was put out by another author who said that you know, if you are a young, he, he put out a tweet sort of saying that if you're a young um, minority person that's unrepresented in the industry and has no sort of agent, um, that, you know, you should send him over your proposal and that he would um, forward that on to somebody in the industry that was, you know, seeking, was was taking submissions for that type of content. So um, on a whim, I think he tweeted this out maybe uh, I say probably about three weeks before we'd seen the tweet. So on a whim, um, you know, we saw the tweet. Um, I sent him an email with our proposal in it. He ended up sending our proposal to um, two different agents that were looking for um, submissions and were actively looking for submissions. And off the back of that, we ended up meeting with one and just essentially hitting off with them um, immediately. Um, it was it was really very lucky to be honest in terms of how it happened. Um, it was just before Christmas and we sort of, had a meeting with her over a coffee and signed with her then and there and it was very much I'd say in our case a gut feeling in terms of um, instinct I think we'd reached out to one other agent prior to this before any of this we'd just been sort of sending emails to quite literally almost like info at like um, HarperCollins info at like wherever else because we didn't we didn't have the direct email addresses for um, 
we didn't have the direct email addresses for um, particular agents and we didn't know where to start. But thanks to that um, author that put out the tweet, we were directly looped in with someone who had a, a very specific interest in the kind of work that we were doing. Um, but I think for lots of people, it's a lot more of a sort of laboured process where there's a lot more back and forth. They meet with a lot more people before they kind of take the plunge with a particular agent. But um, we were very lucky to find somebody that we immediately hit hit it off with. And that also was willing to kind of, um, you know, this was somebody who allowed us to essentially have a kind of more bespoke um, relationship with her agency. So they made certain concessions in terms of how um, certain things fit um, around our schedule and what um, we were looking for from that relationship. Certain elements were ring fenced within the contract. Um, which was very useful. But that's essentially the story of how we ended up with our agent. And yeah. So in terms of knowing why you need an agent, it's because the agents are essentially the gatekeepers in the publishing world. Um, they essentially have the contacts and a network that they basically used to send off to um, various different publishing houses um, and the thing about publishing is very um, very relationship based and it's very important to kind of like for agents to kind of build different relationships across different publishing houses um, and different publishing houses have different types of imprints which kind of sit in larger um, publishers so they know exactly you know who's which editor really likes this type of thing and which editor um, has moved where so that's why agents become somewhat like the gatekeepers of essentially like the publishing industry um, so you also another reason why an agent is also a good route to go down is because they understand the work um, quite intimately and they can help you shape your proposal we spoke about proposals last episode um and you know you, you send this proposal to your agent um and you know very few agents will then send it untouched to their to the publishers so what you do is you work with um your agent to kind of shape your proposal to make sure it's the best fit for x um, editor so those are the kind of reasons why um, you need an agent and why picking one is essentially like um, you know like quite important in kind of your deliberation if you want to go down the agent route or as opposed to doing it yourself and they make sure that whatever deal that you have with your publisher is um, essentially like you know good and credible um, doing it doing it alone um, unless you, you have essential essentially you know legal experience and all of that sort of stuff and you've got your own lawyer or things like that it's always kind of good to have these things sense check especially if you're first time author um so yeah those are the kind of reasons why I guess we went through we went down the agent route um and yeah definitely something that we, we recommend especially if you're first time author and you want to kind of make sure that you're getting a good deal um and also that you're giving yourself the best chance to essentially get yourself um in front of editors and make sure that they're kind of excited about your work because it's all it's you know it's the editors that have to then go um to the publishing meetings and and kind of like i guess pitch what you're doing so they've got to essentially like really understand that and really love what you're doing and i think that comes from the agent um how the agent kind of sells you in so you you and your agent um have that kind of intimate relationship and um i think you're i think you'll be someone said to us that you know I think it was like an agents for life. So you may move from different publishers from public, like, you know, different books may sit in different publishing houses, but um, the kind of aim with having an agent is like a long-term relationship um, as opposed to like a one-off, because as we said, publishing is a very um, relationship-based kind of industry. 
Absolutely. So Yomi, how do you approach people and what is the best way to kind of, you know, get your foot in the door with an agent once you've kind of nailed down on who you want your agent to be, essentially? So, yeah, I definitely think that it can be a process that's like, you know, very um, mystified if you if you haven't done it before. But once you kind of once you know where to start, it's a lot more accessible than it kind of can appear to be. Um, So essentially, once you have sort of um, done the kind of research in terms of, you know, who you'd potentially be interested in representing you that can be by you know looking at authors you know as i've already said that look that um represent work that's quite similar to yours or represent some of your favorite um authors and writers um it's there are several different ways of sort of making those initial um first steps and initial first contact but um what i've noticed that quite a lot of people like to do is kind of reach out on twitter first when agents have sort of written threads that have said that they're actively um searching for submissions some people sort of will comment or um message them directly and sort of say that they're going to be in touch just to make sure that that agent can keep an eye out for that work because obviously often they're inundated with like um submissions manuscripts writing and lots of different things so they will kind of try and build up that initial relationship or connection on social media first just so they're kind of like looking out for their um submission when it comes but then one of the most straightforward routes would be um after you've done that you don't even necessarily have to do that but that's just something that some people like to do um as a preliminary thing but you know making sure that you go on google you find their agency um which is usually just as straightforward as typing in their name on google followed by the um, agency name it sounds really straightforward but um when we were starting out we literally had no idea where to begin and then um often they'll be you know on the website um, their information, their email, contact or address where you can send submissions to. Submissions um, often take weeks to be responded to because, you know, they're going through so many manuscripts and they often can't provide individualised feedback. Um, so I think, you know, I've seen some sites that say, you know, it takes between three and eight weeks to receive feedback. Um, I've seen some where they've essentially said, you know, it could take up to three months. But they often say that if you haven't heard from them after a particular amount of time, then you should essentially gauge that it's likely that you've been unsuccessful with your um application um but yeah that that that's pretty much it just reaching out to them on um via their agency website which will often provide their address um and you know just if you're kind of want to make sure that you kind of stand out from the crowd or that you know to just kind of ensure that you can get a response sometimes it is good to kind of connect with them on social media beforehand or in any other way maybe linkedin or something to just um, make them aware of the fact that you will be sending a submission but then also with that don't don't necessarily pester them by sort of being like you know often perhaps a few weeks without hearing a response sort of you know sending messages saying like where's my reply and stuff like that because obviously you know as as we've said they'll be getting lots of emails anyway so i think it's kind of okay to do um before before you reach out but afterwards you know they 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 do sort of outline that if you haven't heard back from a particular amount of time it's unlikely you've been successful but um yeah it's it's quite a straightforward process in terms of reaching out it's just like um applying for anything else flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So rejection is a really big part of the publishing process. And as well as, you know, rejections obviously sometimes coming from publishers. Um, of course, there can be rejections from agents that don't necessarily feel like your book um, works for them or is something that they'd be able to represent well. It's not necessarily down to the quality of the writing, but it can still sting. Um, Elizabeth, how would you say that um, you deal with rejections during this process of reaching mm. out for an agent? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that can be quite personal because unlike, you know, applying for a job and, you know, and having and sending your CV across, you know, when you send over your proposal, you've got bits of your writing and you talk about yourself and all of that sort of stuff. So getting a rejection or someone saying this isn't right for them can definitely feel personal. Um, and the one thing you can't, you know, get in your feelings about is definitely making it feel personal and being per and feeling like they don't necessarily like your, um, your, your writing. Um, and I think that's something that we had to, I remember when we had our rejection from an agent that we sent um, a proposal to, um, we followed mm. the advice that we gave you, we were giving you guys, which is essentially look at people's work um, that you like and then kind of court their agent essentially. Um, and we did that with, you know, one particular author and her agent. And we thought this, this agent totally gets us and is, you know, she, she will, she will get us um, mm. naively because, you know, it's quite similar. Um, and and. I remember it, it felt like such a sure thing. And we sent over the, um, I remember it was Yomi actually, Yomi sent over the, the, the proposal and I remember her saying, it's gone. And I was like, yes, excited. And then we got a response back, um, basically saying that this person, um, didn't necessarily love the work and felt that, you know, it could do with some, um, some work. And I remember when Yomi told me the kind of like feedback, and I was just like doing my shopping and she called me and she was like, yeah, we got a no from this person. And I was just, I, I don't know. I think because the, the the feedback, I think with feedback, you have to kind of decide what you take on and what you kind of decide to improve on. But you have to also go with your gut. Um, something mm. that's also part of managing rejections. Every, nobody is essentially like God and has like a hundred percent perspective on everything. Um, so I would... I would definitely say you have to kind of, you know, sense check. You have to go with your gut. And I remember her when Yomi told me, like, her feedback. And I remember just feeling demoralised at the start for, like, five minutes. And then I thought, no, that feedback doesn't correlate. And I just knew my gut. Like, I, res you know, respected her work. I respected what she did. But I didn't necessarily respect that. Um, not respect, but I didn't necessarily essentially, like, agree with that piece of feedback. And as a right, as, you know, as someone who, you know, is doing that work is kind of, you have to have an objectivity sometimes with your work and not take it personal like I said so um I think we just had that self-belief that you know we're going to take what the feedback she had on decide what feedback we want to kind of you know improve on and decide what feedback we want to kind of stick to and I think that's the kind of attitude that you you have to have 
um, if you're going to be a writer and you're going to like, you know, share your work, not everybody's always going to like what you do. Um, you just need a few people to love it. Not everybody needs to like it. So I think for us, you know, we went into that situation quite naive, um, but it was quite good because I think it kind of gave us the kind of grit to understand that, you know, not everyone is essentially going to like be like, this is the best thing ever. Um, so yeah, handling rejections, don't take it personal, try and step out of your, step out of it and, you know, be objective as possible. Um, understand that a lot of the time it's just a numbers game and not everybody's essentially going to feel like they, as we said, they can represent your work in the best way. And, you know, all you need is one yes. Like, I just think that's the most important thing in life. You don't need, I think it's that, you know, that Lady Gaga uh, meme that came out last year where she won an Oscar or something and she was just like, no, she didn't <laughs> want an Oscar. I think she, they put like a montage of her saying the exact same speech over and over again when in interviews, um, when she was doing press junkets and she was basically saying, all you need is, you know, that one person in the room to believe in you. And I just... Oh, 100. Yeah. <laughs> she said it so many times and we still don't know that. We, despite how many times she said that, we still do not know exactly what she said, but it was something about one person. Believe who was that you, per- 100. Who was that person? I think that person deserves a lot of props. <laughs> it was Bradley um, Cooper. It has oh, was to be. it? Oh, <laughs> um, that's Probably. Nice. I think so. I'm I'm just making it up. I'm I'm doing a fan fiction because I think it was a number. But anyway, you're talking about something more. Okay. Honestly, that's that's for a next podcast. But you're talking about something more important. So go on. Um, no, no, I think that's definitely true. You just need that one person, and that one person. I think you know our journey into the publishing world was definitely something that we did together. So we we were and are each other's the other person. So you can always just go how are you feeling about that? So doing things alone, um, not everybody's going to have a co-author. So I've definitely said, I'll definitely say, um, you know, go and ask your friends and people that, you know, really rate you and, you know, rate what you, what you're trying to do. And also people that see the bigger vision. Um, I, I think like, you know, all you need is that Bradley Cooper essentially to basically just say like, yeah, I believe in you and keep going. And I think ultimately like you just need that you just need that one yes that one yes can change your life and you know it sounds really like whimsical and like oh my god I have a dream sort of thing but genuinely just need that one yes so it's not it's just it's never that deep and um you just got to keep having a sense of resilience and grit towards the work you're trying to create and the vision you're trying to essentially achieve so yeah don't take it don't take it personal and just be as objective as possible and another another thing that comes up quite a lot in terms of um, agencies, and I guess it's the same thing with um, publishing houses, but it's a conversation I had very recently actually about the type of agent you choose to go with. Um, people often get into the habit of looking at who they're, um, you know, obviously we just said that, you know, you should kind of often base who you decide to go on with based on like who they're representing, if they're representing similar works, if they, um, you know, represent people that you respect the work of and whose work you're interested in. But uh, what people do tend to do is sort of base which agency they go or base which agency they go to on, um, you know, how kind of famous and successful and like dazzling the clientele they represent is, which is definitely not <laughs> not a good idea um, because often that can lead to you. If, if, you know, for instance, you see an agency, they represent like the biggest sort of and baddest of the writing world um, and you assume that that means that they're going to serve you well, um, that that's just not that's just not the route to go down. First of all, they might not necessarily um, be um, as well equipped to work with writing such as yours. It depends on what you're writing about. It depends on what that particular agent rather than the agency um, is into. But also um, at times 
you know with agencies and the same can be said for publishers you can really sort of feel like if you don't go with somebody who is very passionate about your work as elizabeth um said earlier and is very much behind your work then it can be very easy for you to become a very small fish in a big pond and for you to get sort of lost amongst the rest of the people that they're um, representing um it's really important that you go with someone that really really understands and gets behind what you're doing because um you know it's very common for writers especially like being frank um writers that are from underrepresented backgrounds to sort of almost be um collected to kind of you know show that that agency is you know diverse inverted commas and then you just essentially sit there on the shelf untouched without any real act proactiveness in terms of um putting your work out there um as does your book sit on the shelf do you know what i mean like that they, they we were very lucky that you know we we were an agency where we were very much considered a priority our work was very much understood but um you know we there, there were lots of amazing writers on our agents um list but not all of them were super famous and that's not what we signed up to them for we signed up to them completely because we knew that our agent believed in our work and you know there's really no point sort of being like wow look this agency represents chimamanda they represent you know whoever else like zadie smith everyone that's amazing and then it's like that doesn't mean you're going to turn into the next zadie smith that's more dependent on you which <laughs> you know what i mean your work your book and also having and you know the agency more generally matters but also having an agent that really believes in you and really is going to um push what you're doing and get what you're doing absolutely and something just popped into my head um when you mean that said the shelf i think another top tip um you should when trying to find an agent is go into a bookshop go to the section that you know where your book you would like your book to sit look pick up the book books that kind of like are in that world look at the back of the book at the, you know the acknowledgements um people tend to always you know a name their agent and thank their agent in the acknowledgement section um if yeah as a kind of like short shortcut into kind of understanding where you want to sit and then write those names down and contact them as well um because i know not everybody might not be on twitter and sometimes it's always kind of hard to kind of know who represents who sometimes because people have multiple agents so yeah that's the tip So that brings us to the end of this mini episode. I hope it's been really helpful. Our next episode is going to be dealing with publishers. um, And that's going to be quite exciting. So yeah, listen next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.